want to thank you for joining us this evening. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages with me, Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, Incorporated, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Today is July 8th, 2021. This is the day that the Lord has made. We can rejoice and be glad in it. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. If you haven't heard, I'm going to tell you right now that we're in the book of Revelation on Sunday mornings, uh, dynamically teaching a thorough uh, review of the word of God. No fluff, uh, no fake, just the word of God. And so I uh, want to encourage you and, and reach out to someone else and let them know if you, if you don't know about Revelation, if you don't understand that Revelation is a blessing, according to uh, verse one and, and uh, according to chapter one and verse three, the blessed is he that readeth, those that hear it and keep the word, the commandment and testimony. It's a blessing. And so we're watching the word of God unravel right before our eyes. We'll be back and, and heading into the book of Acts, the 17th chapter, right after this song. Glory, bless your Lord.
You know, the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's Miss um, Wilson. Uh, that song is by Anita Wilson, or she's singing that song. Um, it just reminded me of what well, we were traveling to Northern California uh, to uh, a church service. And so we were caravanning on the way and myself, my sister, and uh, some other friends. And we were, it was about four of us in the car. And my mom had allowed us to use her, uh, actually her new car. <laughs> and we're driving, driving and it's raining on I-5. And we hit uh, some water and we begin to hydroplane. And the car began to spin out of control. You can hear everybody calling Jesus. We came to us, we had crossed over the medium, splashing through the mud. And when the car stopped, we were facing oncoming traffic. However, we did not enter into the lane. We was right next to it facing oncoming traffic, but we were saved. The car stopped and we did not enter it because no one would have been able to stop had it not been for the power of God. And so I was just thinking about how great God is. You know, God has kept us through seen and unseen danger, through, through the times that we were faithful, the time that we were not faithful, which makes you want to be faithful, uh, knowing his goodness and how much he cares for us and, and the sacrifices that have been made, not uh, by the Lord himself and uh, not just him, but I want you to think about the fact that there are others that made sacrifices. There are people that have shed their blood for the cause of Christ. And, uh, and because of that, we're accountable. We're accountable to live right, talk right, act right, get rid of the negative attitudes and all of those old cliche and, and damnable sayings of, well, I, I've always been like this. And, you know, it's time to just be saved. It just, you know, when I say that, I mean live uh, according to how we're going to live in the kingdom uh, when the Lord, well, actually, if you, if you don't modify, if you don't change, you will not be in the kingdom. And so, and so certainly the word of God is what washes us. We're in the book of Acts, the 17th chapter. I pray and hope that you have had a blessed day. And if you have, if your day has been challenged in any way, any shape or form, uh, as Bishop White, a friend of mine told me, he said, challenges are opportunities. Sometimes I remind myself of that, that a challenge is nothing more than an opportunity. It may be an opportunity for God to show up and show out. It may be an opportunity for you to show up and show out your skill set so that those that doubt will become believers. The 17th chapter, beginning at verse one, it says, now when they had passed through Amphilus, okay, uh, let, let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, ask that you will bless your word this evening, those that are listening. Help us, Lord God, to, uh, to travel through your word with understanding. Help us, Lord, to, uh, to uh, remember what you have said. Lord, remember those that, that are sick, those, Lord God, that 
uh, are listening near, those that are listening far. Ask that you would bless them. Lord, whatever the situation is, you know. And you have the solution. You have the answer. Lord God, you said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask you. And so, Lord God, I pray and ask that you would give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding uh, for our, as we live this life. Lord God, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in our natural lives. Lord God, you said those that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. Lord, we're hungry and we're thirsty for your righteousness. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica where was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them in three, day, three Sabbath days, reasoned with them out of the scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must need have suffered and then risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. I just, you know, as you, you saw posted, I, my prayer and certainly the, uh, what I have said in order at, at Cornerstone Apostolic Church is that you preach Christ. Please, please preach Christ. Don't preach anything else. We don't want to hear Trumpisms. We don't want to hear Bidenomics, Kamala or Sir Lancelot, whatever. Just preach Christ and him crucified. That is enough to keep you busy. That is enough. It's un to preach Christ and him crucified is, is, uh, is you're not going to exhaust that subject. You're not going to exhaust it. And, and so we need to stick with Christ and him crucified because there's power in the word of God. There's power in his suffering. There's power in him rising again from the dead. There's power in the name of Jesus. So I, I used to say, and I still stick with this, is what does that have to do with me? I believe that is a legitimate question that any student in Sunday school can ask. Uh, in Bible class, they can ask the same question. In Sunday service, when there's an opportunity to ask a question. Uh, if, there, if it is not Christ and him crucified and it's uh, other stuff, you know, that other stuff, stuff that does not make up the gospel, you have a right to ask, what does that have to do with me? That's why I, I encourage the saints, uh, pray for the pastor. We don't want to hear um, anything else except Christ and him crucified. We want to hear the significance of the word of God. The Bible said that when they had passed through Amphipolis and uh, Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was a synagogue of the Jews. Now, after uh, Paul and Silas and Luke and those that accompanied them 
uh, visited the brethren. Remember, they were they were in jail. Paul and Silas were uh, locked in in jail, feeding stocks in a two man cell. Paul said a prayer. Silas sang a hymn. You know, there, there's a song that goes on to say, "Somebody said, what's the matter with them? Uh, they have been beaten, falsely accused for casting out demons and preaching good news." Though there was no escape in sight, they praised the Lord with all their might. And, and so that those are the words of the lyrics to a song. But they were locked in jail and they did pray. When midnight came, they prayed. And they sang a song. Silas was singing a song. He was singing a hymn. You know, um, maybe sometime you may have heard uh, one of the uh, mothers in the church, uh, maybe one of the fathers. My, my grandfather, uh, passed very early. I was just a child, but I do remember that he would go in the bedroom, close the door, turn on his amplifier and his guitar, and he would just sing unto the Lord. He would just be in the room singing unto the Lord, and then he loved to go fishing. But I, I, those are two things that I remember, uh, fondly remember him doing. And you never know what rubs off on you because years later, and I began playing the bass guitar, whereas he played the uh, the lead guitar. And so uh, he sung uh, hymns unto the Lord. And uh, and, and so uh, they, after visiting the brethren, encouraging them and encouraging their hearts, uh, Lydia, uh, they traveled, and uh, as they passed through. And came into the historical place. Uh, they began to enter into Thessalonica. Let me tell you, that between those two cities and and Phippolus and uh, Apollonia, there was about twenty to thirty miles difference. And then for them to get to Thessalonica, there was about another uh, twenty-five to thirty miles. They were traveling. Then, them brothers was put, picking it up and putting it down, and it was not a, a smooth and easy path that they traveled on, but they did it. It took days. It took days to, to travel there upon a horse. And it doesn't talk about them uh, having that luxury. You know, that's like the Cadillac of their day. And, and so uh, we don't read about them having beasts to ride upon, but they made their way to where they needed to go. And so uh, uh, it is noted that those places, or especially Thessalonica, um, had historical places such as stadiums uh, built for competition, you know, and there was Roman bathhouses and uh, places of various worship centers. And so uh, they soon arrived in Thessalonica, known for its festivals associated with Grecian, uh, Grecian culture, uh, that particular lifestyle and whatever existed, because all of us have come from various backgrounds, various lifestyles where we did things. Uh, some did things that they don't want to talk about. Others did things that they don't mind sharing. And there's a time and place to share information with people that you might be able to share it with. It's not good to tell everything because uh, people cannot handle everything and everything is not everyone's business. And, and so uh, but yet, in, in the Greek culture, they did a lot of stuff. And, and you've seen it in movies. You've heard about some of the things that went on. Just like you heard about things that went on down in Egypt, their form of worship, the parties that they had, 
the people that they had it with and what they were doing and, and different things, you know. Uh, and so the Bible tells us in uh, Ephesians 4 and 14 that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro because that's just what we was doing. We were, we were tossing it and, um, and carried about with every wind of doctrine. But the, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. So some was deceived and some were deceivers. Some were victims and others were predators. Some was prey. And, and so um, uh, we are no longer deceived. Now, you can allow yourself to be deceived, but it doesn't mean that you're truly. Uh, in other words, you've given yourself over to something. And, and the word of God keeps us on a straight and narrow path. The Bible said, and Paul, uh, as his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scripture. Now, Paul enjoyed visiting and, and talking with people about Christ. That was his assignment. Uh, yes, that was his responsibility. He was evangelizing, and so he had that responsibility. Uh, there are so many that have been called, uh, and we'll tell you in a moment, I'm, I'm evangelist so-and-so. I'm, uh, I am prophetess Tutu and all of these different things. Um, however, are you living that which an evangelist does? Are you living that which a prophet does? And both require obedience to God. Uh, all of us that are called into this ministry, uh, all of us are called to be active uh, and not active when it's the church anniversary not active when it is a special meeting, but you should be active right now. You ought to be active when there is one or two people, just like you want to be active when there is one or 200. You want to be active at all times and allow the Lord to use you as Paul and others did. There was not always a mega. Sometimes it was only a few. And you have to treat ministers Preachers, you, you got to treat the few as if they are the because they are the multitude at that moment. I was talking with a, a, a just being mindful of a, a lady who was very up in age. And she was telling me that uh, the ministry started out with four people and they were faithful with those four people. They were faithful with those four people. They were faithful with those four people. You have to treat. Those few. Uh, David got in trouble because David mistreated one. The Bible said that a man had a, a, a ewe lamb and he treated that lamb as if it was his daughter, uh, ate at the table with them, slept with them, took care of that, that lamb, and, uh, and someone took the lamb and slayed it. David was very upset about that only to find out it was him who misused the one. God is concerned about the one. And the Bible shows us in many instances where uh, they left, leave the one to go find the one that's lost. And so you need to be concerned about the one uh, before you try to be concerned about the masses. And God has respect for that because he says, don't despise the day of small things. And so Paul enjoyed visiting and dealing with those that would listening, that would listen uh, about Christ. You give me an ear. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about him. 
2 Corinthians 5, 21, 20 through 21 says, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 1 Corinthians 9, 19 says, For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all, that I might gain the more. And unto the Jew I became a Jew, that I might gain the Jew. To them that are under the law and under the and uh, under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. So he understood what the law was dealing with. And uh, to them that are uh, that are without the law, I would as without the law also, being not without the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might gain them that are without the law. To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. When Paul went into the uh, went into the uh, the synagogue, when he went into their temple and began to minister the word of God and to talk about Christ and him crucified, he reasoned with them on a level in which they could understand. He under he made, in other words, he made observation of who he was dealing with. When you're preparing your sermon uh, on Sunday morning or Bible class, or you need to be mindful of who you're dealing with. Now, sometimes you're gonna, you can talk at a certain level. There are other times you need to pull the people up to where you are, and so which means you're gonna have to do what? Uh, do as Paul did. I became all things to all men that I might by by all means say some. I'm going to be all things to all men. I'm not going to walk around showboating and trying to show that I'm more than than who I am, what I am, because uh, because it's all about Christ. We're preaching Christ. Please preach Christ. Reasoning is the action of thinking about something and presenting it in a sensible way. It is the process of making something clear as possible in a way that connects. Each of us as believers uh, should never stop praying for wisdom so we can bridge the gap and those listening can bridge the gap with others as well. When Christ is preached, he, when he preached, he bridged the gap. He bridges the gap of every nation. And so uh, if you recall when Jesus preached, uh, uh, when he taught, when he exhorted the word or when he was teaching, he used parables, uh, which is a earthly um, story with a heavenly meaning. And so uh, uh, when we present the gospel, it is pointing you to Christ. It's, in other words, it's vertical. And then it bless and it blesses us horizontally as well. Yeah, we're pointing you upward. We're pointing you up, and that upward is going to impact everything else around you. Uh, when we preach Christ, we're not dogmatic. Uh, we just tell the truth. Uh, let's be truthful. But there's a way to present the truth. There's a way to say things. Uh, you know, when I grew up, I I, I remember people uh, preaching. Uh, 
being very dogmatic in some instances. And there were others that could preach the love of Christ in such a way that, that you knew if you didn't, if you didn't have a love affair with him, that you was going to go to hell. You knew it, that you would be lost. And, and the way it was presented was in such a way that, uh, that it wasn't always hellfire and brimstone. That has a place because hellfire and brimstone is real. But there's a way to, to minister the word of God. And everyone is not going to, um, you, you don't teach every child the same. There are some that learn differently. And so we need to know how to reach those and reach others. Preaching is the, de is the delivery of a sermon to an assembled uh, group of people. The world is, I consider the, the entire world as, as my audience. No matter where I go, I'm going to talk about Christ. I, I'm, I want to take a, a, go on a trip. And I know when I get there, I'm going to talk about Christ to somebody. I'm going to share the gospel with someone, just as I've done when I've gone overseas at other times. And so preaching is the delivery of a sermon to an assembly, a assembled group of people. And the Lord said, well, there's two or three gathered in my name. And, and so if you just have an audience of one, the Bible said heaven rejoices over one that repents. We use synonyms, alternative words, anonyms words with opposite meaning, idiomatic uh, uh, or idiomatic, uh, whatever um, idiom you're going to use, things that are natural for us, expressions and related to other words. The Bible says in Acts 2 and 40, and with many other words did he testify and exhort saying, save yourself from this torn generation. Peter uh, illustrated dynamically uh, on the day of Pentecost uh, after the, the filling of the Holy Ghost uh, to tell the, told the people with many other words to the best of his ability, save yourself from this untorn generation. Whatever it takes with many other words, preach Christ. Please preach Christ. The third verse says, opening and alleging that Christ must need to have suffered and risen again from the dead, that this, that uh, Jesus, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. That's all that I want you to know, is that Jesus is Christ. This is what, uh, he is the promise. This is what, what Paul was driving home, uh, that, that, uh, that Jesus is risen. Others had been risen, uh, and the Bible tells us that uh, a man was thrown upon the bones. I believe it was Elijah. Um, Bible students, you can correct me if you if you like. If I'm incorrect, but I believe it was uh, they threw threw a man into a uh, through a burial, and when he landed upon the bones, the man jumped up alive. Well, that man died again. Uh, Lazarus, whom Jesus called from the grave, it was a miracle. Lazarus come forth, but Lazarus eventually died again. Jesus Christ rose from the grave, spent the first chapter of Acts tells us he spent 40 days proving that he was yet alive, that he had died and risen. Paul, on, in his conversion, uh, the Bible said that, and Paul had, or Saul, 
uh, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter uh, against the disciples of the Lord went unto the high priest and he desired of uh, him letters to Damascus and to the synagogue that if he found any of this way, what way? Those that was preaching Christ Jesus, whether they be men or women, that he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. I'm going to arrest them. And as they journeyed, he came near to Damascus and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell on the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the prick. What you're trying to do is not going to work. Matter of fact, a prick is something that they use to, to encourage the animals with. You know, give them a little poke, move them on, keep them plowing. But, you know, the kick against that prick is going to hurt you. And so, Paul, you're hurting yourself. It's time to stop. It's time to change direction. And that's what Paul did. He changed direction. And here we find they were afraid of Paul. Uh, they thought Paul was setting them up when he began to minister the word of God, when, when he began to preach Christ. Uh, they thought that he was a spy and they were afraid of him. They thought he, he was going to get them. But Barnabas uh, took him under his wing and began to work with him. And they started evangelizing. And now we're reading about Paul and Silas and, and Luke and those that were with them because Barnabas and, and, and John Mark had left and went in another direction. And so the writer of Acts, Luke, is recording what has happened, that they're now in Thessalonica. And so when you read the book of First, First Thessalonians and Second Thessalonians, uh, this is the message that has uh, echoed uh, to those people. And as you read the, the other books uh, of the New Testament, such as Romans and Ephesians, you're reading places that about places and the message that was echoed to them uh, as he ministered to them and encouraged them. And, and so uh, don't hesitate to get into the book of uh, First um, Thessalon uh, Thessalonians or uh, Second Thessalonians. Uh, get in the word and see what's going on and, and understand. God will open your understanding because it's going to tie into everything as we are connecting the dots of the word of God and seeing what, what the Bible has to say, understanding why they preached as hard as they did, understanding why uh, they went forth talking about the coming of the Lord so earnestly as we are doing the same thing even today. We're talking about how the Lord is blessing, what the Lord is doing, how the Lord is saving, and you can be saved. Uh, I encourage you to seek the Lord. The Bible said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Father, we thank you for this short exhortation. We thank you for your word this evening. Pray and ask that you would bless those that have made up in their mind to live for you. Lord God, to seek your face. Lord God, we know that you're near. Lord God, and we just thank you, Lord, for your kindness. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Again, that is Pomona, California. Hope to see you in service or when we're caught up. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord. 
And remember, if you've been blessed by uh, the messages, the exhortations, uh, spread the word. Let somebody know uh, that, that the word of God is going forth without fluff. The songs featured are respectively the property of our artists, our songstress and the artists and their producers. Until the next time, be blessed. I hope to uh, again see you on Sunday. Uh, tune in. Tune in or make your way uh, to the early morning service. Um, you will certainly be blessed.